This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM from BetQL. Welcome back to BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross and Joe Ostrowski here with you. Back to the games and we will start with the Buccaneers and the Saints. New Orleans at home and the Superdome is three and a half point favorites. The total is uh, laughable, laughable 39 and a half. And there's probably a good case to be made for the under in large part because the Saints defense continues to be elite. Baker Mayfield was not very good. And now he is operating off of a short week. And Joe, one breakdown that I would have on this game that I think matters a great deal is just how effective the zone defense was for Philadelphia in their last game against the Buccaneers. And guess what? The Saints are really good in zone coverage as well. A 60-plus percent success rate win in zone. And I think what this can do is force Baker Mayfield into, into some bad decisions where he cannot sustain drives. And also given the history and how well the Saints defense has performed specifically against this Buccaneers offense, no matter the quarterback, I think there is an argument to be made for an alternate spread for New Orleans up to, say, minus five and a half at plus 115. In a Jameis Winston revenge game. Okay. That's, yeah. That's Let's issue. go. You, you know what we're starting to see that I feel is a little bit underreported? We're starting to see the Bucks break down. And I don't want to go too far because I understand it's one game. And what I'm talking about is the health of this defense. We said that they have talented players. They're a team that you want to play later in the year rather than earlier. And what do they do? They start off winning their first couple of games. Why? Because they have some very talented players. <laughs> but if you look at the health of the defense through Thursday, guys not practicing, Jamel Dean has not been out there. Vita Vea not practicing. Devin White limited with a foot. Uh, can't see the rookie. He, he has not been practicing starting defensive tackle. So we're starting to see the defensive injuries pile up already on Tampa Bay. And I think you're right. It might be setting up for a big spot. And then what do, what do we also have in this game? We get the Lattimore versus Mike Evans game. Lattimore Hoorah. has owned Mike Evans. Evans has had five or fewer catches in 10 of their 11 matchups, Lattimore, oh, man, he eats this week up. Like, he loves it. <laughs> they have some great battles on the field. I was so concerned with the car factor in Jameis that as I'm talking through this, as I hear you with your points, man, and it's Baker facing a real defense, just like we just saw him do. How do you do there? Like, I think there's a lot of reasons to – to back the Saints, and um, I think the, I think I think the the smart people are telling us, you know what? There's a reason we pushed this to three and a half from three. Right. Yeah. Exactly. It, it, something that I do love about what this Saints offense has been doing is how well they've been throwing to the sticks. Uh, they're averaging 0.7 yards past the sticks per throw. It's uh, one of the higher rates in football. What tends to happen is on those third, medium, third, and long situations, quarterbacks tend to throw just short, and then it's the receiver having to do the rest of the work. Saints don't do that. They want to throw past the sticks to ensure that a drive uh, continues to be sustained. And even if Derek Carr isn't the quarterback involved, Jameis Winston is the no-risk-it-no-biscuit kind of quarterback, right? 
So Chris mm-hmm. Olave could have a very big game just because of that. You mentioned the defensive injuries. The thing with the Bucs is they're just top-heavy. You've got yep. some great players offensively and defensively, but if any of them go down, you have no faith in the supplements whatsoever. So when it comes to this Bucks offense and Mike Evans, he is the offense. His team air yard share is number one in football. So if, if Lattimore is covering him like a blanket and they can't get the ball to him, then the Buccaneers do not have backup options because they can't run the ball. You don't trust the other receivers or tight ends. Sorry, Kate Otten. But it's just <laughs> anemic at that point. It's really, really bad. So I think one prop play that I really like here is Baker Mayfield under 33 and a half pass attempts at even money. Not because they're going to try and run the football a good bit more, but because they're just going to run out of options and not be able to move the ball consistently down the field. And 33 and a half could be a lot in a game like this where the Saints are going to try and chew up as much clock as possible. Also, with Alvin Kamara coming back, maybe there they rely go. on him a little bit more to wear fewer drives, fewer possessions, fewer opportunities for Mayfield to try and play catch up. I think this is something where if you want to find props that shorten the game, I think you'll probably be fine. And, you know, this is not a, uh, a group thing situation where we're just repeating the same thing all week. I, I, I don't think what we have come up with, I know you've leaned that way throughout the Saints with the Saints, but, you know, as we put it all together late in the week with the injuries, with that matchup, uh, Evans Lattimore, with Kamara returning, some trust in Winston as a backup. Baker with a tough matchup once again. Short week. I, I just think a lot of things are adding up here to back the Saints. Yeah, I, I definitely think so. And again, alternate spread to minus five and a half. It's probably my favorite alternate spread of the week, just because even though it is a divisional battle, the Saints have had the Bucks number for a long time in the regular good season. Call. No reason to believe that it cannot continue in a situation oh, like this when the Bucks have downgraded at quarterback and the offense in general is just so one-dimensional. So I think definitely the, the Saints. What, what can they do? The play there. Yeah. What are they going to be able right. to do on the Saints? I, 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 honestly, they, they can't run the ball against anyone. And then you have mm-hmm. this tough matchup. I don't, I don't see it. I don't know what they're going to be able to yeah. do. They're going to look for Godwin? I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm definitely with you there. Uh, Before we move on, got to mention our new friends in Kentucky, one of the most beautiful states in America. They are now online, BetMGM, live in Kentucky. Make sure, folks, new to the show, new to sports betting, download the app today, wager on your favorite sports anywhere in the state, and folks, discover exclusive features that help you pick your perfect parlay. Check out the latest boosted odds specials. Take advantage of the fan-friendly daily and weekly promotions because we want to invite you with open arms to get involved in all the fun. Bet with confidence in the BetMG map featuring easy-to-use technology that makes placing a bet fast and convenient. There are tons and tons out there, and we will make sure to do the work for you, and you will be glad you did. So, BetMGM. Welcome, Kentucky. Great to have you with us. I was a resident of Kentucky for a couple of years. Guys are just fantastic. Miss you guys. Definitely staying in touch. And so grateful that you guys are on board. All right, guys, let's move on now to the Commanders and the Eagles. And Joe, even though that we have a rather significant spread where the Eagles are favored by eight and a half with a total of 43 and a half, my model does like the Eagles to cover. At the same time, even though my model is saying it's okay to bet the Eagles side, I'm a little nervous to do so. And it's not just because 
Washington handed Philadelphia its first loss a season ago. But Washington's actually really good in man coverage. And that may be really important when Washington is trying to throw an extra rusher at Jalen Hurts, try and take him to the ground and try and prevent this passing attack from ever getting started. So I'm at the point now where one of the reasons why I still feel like the Cowboys can win the NFC East and not the Eagles is even though the Eagles have A.J. Brown and some great receivers, I don't trust his passing game as much. I'm still not there mm-hmm with a new offensive coordinator. And especially if Washington is so good in man coverage and can throw out extra rushers on the blitz, I think that's how the commanders stay in this football game, Joe. Oh, man. That's – I don't like to hear that. I I think this is the easiest tee spot. Is it not? You can still – I don't know how much longer you're going to be able to do this, but you can still get the Eagles inside of a field goal. The division matchup thing has me worried a little bit. We pointed out yesterday that when the Commanders did upset them last year, that was a big fumble game for uh, for the Eagles. They lost three fumbles in that game, so that's you know very fluky to say the least. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at the Swift props because they've been leaning on him more and more, and boy, has he been explosive over the last couple of weeks, even though this is not quite the matchup. I don't know that you you really want to run. Uh, 64 and a half now. Um, what was it Monday? 32 and a half? So they mm-hmm. just doubled his prop. They doubled Swift's prop. So that, that's really interesting. As far as the side, I don't really have anything. I'm considering the Eagles in Survivor if I'm going with one of the higher point spreads. I just, I just feel that Howell's really going to struggle. He's got he's to get rid of the ball. I mean, he's taken 19 sacks in three games through four interceptions on Sunday. Like, if you look at the pace numbers, he would lap. He would lap the all-time record for sacks taken by <laughs> one quarterback. So I, I don't have anything on this specific matchup. Really nothing standing out in props, but I, I would just – tease the Eagles down and and pair it with something else that's that's how I'm looking at this game and yeah maybe uh everything goes right for for the commanders on the defensive side but I I think the Eagles will be just fine but I I will certainly keep a close eye on Hertz's performance for sure for sure uh Jalen Hurts over 42 and a half rushing yards at minus 115 is one that I really like I think that the ultimate I guess, phase of the game that I think will decide the overall outcome is how the Eagles run on the early downs, first and second. If they do establish the run on those early downs, then I think they'll be just fine and they won't have a problem here. But if Washington squashes the run, forces the Eagles into passing situations on third down, I think they have a chance to win this football game. I really do. Now, the Eagles are great on early down rushes. So it's, it's not an easy thing to just point out, all right, do this one thing and you're okay, because Eagles are really, really good at it. And it's why I think Jalen Hurts over 42 and a half rushing yards is fine here. Um, you know, you've talked about being a Swifty. I mean, you're the number one Swifty here on the show, Joe. Uh, 64 and a half is the number for, for him. And there is a good argument to be made for the over here. But I do also do think that sack props for Washington are very much live. Montez Sweat might be the obvious place to start, but there may be other guys who have high likelihoods of getting a sack. Yeah, that that is something that I was considering, and I didn't really look at the Eagles because everybody just saw Howell get sacked a ton of times, and then we know about the reputation that they do have. But I, I'll take a look. I'll take a look there. But 
that's a good argument that maybe, maybe take a look on the other side. The commander side is where you can find some value. Let's move on now to the Rams and the Colts. And Joe, you mentioned that the Eagles would make a great teaser leg, moving it down to minus two and a half. I think the Rams to plus seven would be a great teaser leg. That one really stands out to me because first off, I think the Rams can win this game outright. Moneyline bet at minus 110 with a total of 45 and a half. So that's, it's, you know, it's medium. But Matthew Stafford has been playing really well. And we need to give him his props because I don't know how much longer he's going to be playing football, but this year with that wide receiving unit, we need to put some respect on his name. He has the sixth lowest turnover worthy play rate for PFF. He had two picks against Cincinnati. So, you know, that's just bad luck more than anything else. Stafford is also tied for the highest big time throw rate with Tua per PFF. So this receiving personnel is capable of explosive plays and Stafford is smart enough to protect the football and not put it in harm's way. And doing this against a pass defense in Indianapolis that is one of the worst in football, I think the Rams can win this game, Joe. I do too. This is a lot of respect for the Colts to make them a favorite. And I know your home field, all that stuff, and short week for the Rams, I get it. Uh, Quit Nelson, DeForest Buckner, not practicing this week. And Richardson's going to make his return, a guy that just – inexperienced you know i wonder do the colts win that game over the ravens if it's richardson and not Minshew, a guy that had very little college football experience as well i i think it's a fair question um i see advantages across the board i see a coaching advantage for the rams i see a quarterback advantage of the rams wide receiver uh i i think a big advantage for the rams the rams have actually put together a a bit of a bit of a good run game early on in the year. So they're building that. There are reasons. There are reasons to support the Rams, and I like it. I don't understand the move on this. Last week it was Rams favored, and now the Colts are favored because of the upset with the quarterback who's not going to be playing in this game. This feels like <laughs> a big overreaction on, on Colts, right? Is it a short week as well? for LA if, if that matters at all or do they feel yeah. like they kind of come back down to reality because look our priors for the Rams were bad and I'm still not saying they're gonna have a winning record not at all I'm just saying that you've got a quarterback who's more than competent and that yeah. should matter in a game with weaker competition that's that's all I am arguing here not anything beyond that but I do wonder with with a not so good performance against Cincinnati where they're still recovering from things, if maybe we're starting to buy into our priors a little bit more. And my argument is, no, Sean McVay is throwing out the kitchen sink with this offense, doing some really creative things. That's going to be consistent throughout the entire year. Yep. Yeah. Uh, No question about it. I like the Rams. I like the Rams. I'm trying to figure out, am I missing anything? And I, I don't think I am. Like the defense for the Colts has been pretty good. Uh, this year that that's been outstanding but the offense there are reasons to be concerned there I don't think they're gonna be able to keep up hi Anthony Richardson this is Aaron Donald Aaron Donald yes. this is Anthony Richardson shake hands very nice yes it's, it's mm-hmm. glad you two could meet up that's cool this is Matt Cuell Daily presented by BetMGM coming up next Frank Schwab shares that the Dolphins are dangerous enough to keep this insane start going against the Bills that's right here on the BetQL Network We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by Bet MGM on the BetQL Network.